Hello, welcome to the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do. My name is Russ Frustick, and I am joined by Allegra Frank. Welcome, Allegra. Hi. And Chris Plant. Welcome, Chris. Hello. We have a very exciting day today. Um, I'm going to be talking about a game that I've played since my very youth, and that game is called Monopoly. And we're going to be exploring the hidden histories of Monopoly, things you probably didn't know about the classic Parker Brothers game. I've never heard Monopoly and exciting in the same sentence in a You don't like Monopoly? Way. You're, it's going to be a challenge to, to turn me, Russ. In hindsight, I don't know that anyone, quote, likes Monopoly. They sort of tolerate Monopoly, but everyone's very familiar with it. It's, I feel like it has very intrinsic attitudes towards it, right? Like people have yeah. strong feelings about it. Sure. I I don't want to be like that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but... I'm like something of an expert on the topic. Oh, are so you? Are you? If, gonna... if like if you're like saying things that are like wrong, sure. Just don't be surprised when I'm like, uh, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, we're here uh, for you to challenge me, so that's very important. Um, I, uh, a few things we're gonna go over. Uh, obviously, the origins of the game, where it came from. Um, mm-hmm. We're also gonna talk about the current state of the game weird changes to the board that have been made over the years and other versions, of course. And uh, we're going to end with some uh, cultural impact of Monopoly, uh, maybe in areas that you might know, like uh, the origins of the McDonald's Monopoly game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Also, President Trump. I was thinking Trump. (laughs) What about Trump? Yeah, like, think about it. Uh, Oh, my gosh, open your eyes. What about Trump and Monopoly? (laughs) Uh, it's called Monopoly, and it's a game about real estate where oh. you just like you take over everything you can, and then you exploit the middle class, the lower <laughs> class. They can't even get a place. Holy cow! You well, know? you know what? This is a perfect segue to the origins of Monopoly, people. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So Monopoly was never uh, at its origins was not called Monopoly. It was called the Landlord's Game. So very good, Chris Plant. Knew that. Perfect segue. Um, In 1904, the Landlord's Game was created by a woman named Elizabeth Maggie. Hmm. And uh, the idea of it, the purpose, the reason it existed, was because she wanted to teach players about the tenets of Georgism. Georgism? Do you you guys know about Georgism? Chris Plant, smarty pants over there? Of course. No, you do not. (laughs) Uh, Georgism is uh, basically a pretty nice idea which is that economic value derived from stuff like land should be uh, should belong equally to all members of society it's like a very kind of egalitarian um community driven concept isn't that just socialism uh well parts of it or it's communism. complicated parts of it are uh but they do also believe in individual wealth so it's okay. not total wealth but when it comes to stuff like property ownership and stuff like land ownership that should be shared now, you might be thinking that is wholly different from the tenets of Monopoly as a game. Yes. Which makes this the world's first ironic game. <laughs> uh, they definitely, uh, she was trying to teach the world that um, winning at Monopoly, you are basically the worst person imaginable. Um, wow. I feel like that's still true, personally. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. No- nothing has changed. Um, Do you feel like that's like a problem with like a lot of games when they try to like say something that is counter to the entire point of the game? Remember that game of Spec Ops where you like 
napalmed women and children. Oh, and at the end, God. it was like, can you believe that you did that? Now hop into multiplayer for 500 more headshots and a special trophy. <laughs> Do you think Candyland was just like uh, diabetes uh, information? Yeah, it's trying to ward you off candy. Avoid the beatus. It was called Don't Eat Candy First. And then they're like, that won't sell. Let's call it Candyland. Uh, yeah, so Landlord's Game was created in 1904. Actually, she was reasonably successful. She she shared it with her friends. It kind of developed this following behind it to the point where by 1932, this is almost 30 years after that, um, it had spread, you know, among kind of intellectual economics professors, that kind of ilk. And um, a couple of uh, uh, professors actually had this gentleman over to their house. His name was Charles Darrow. Um, and Charles played the landlord's game and loved it so much that he asked this couple for a copy of the rules. He's like, hey, how do I play? I want to, you know, show my friends, stuff like that. And later that year, he stole the rules and the game and the board and made a game called Monopoly. I'm just imagining him literally stealing all those things from his friend's house. Uh, it's, it's actually kind of funny because the, ver- the toilet paper. <laughs> the version that he uh, effectively stole that he was copying off of had a few mistakes in it. Uh, we all know that uh, Monopoly properties, or maybe you don't know, Monopoly properties are based on Atlantic City streets. And there were a few misspellings in that version that ended up carrying over to the final version of Monopoly. So that was a pretty good indication that he was not responsible for the creation of it. And yet, he started selling Monopoly that Christmas season. It did so well that a little company named Parker Brothers paid him a bunch of money for the rights to Monopoly, thereby forgetting uh, Elizabeth Maggie entirely wow. and screwing her over pretty good. Hey, what did she do? Uh, well, just no one knew about her. Uh, clearly, <laughs> Charles Darrow, captain of industry and marketing, was Aww. accepting the tenets of true Monopoly, just adopting the feel of it uh, in his heart and soul and, and uh, really taking advantage of things. Which is sad. It's a bummer. Hmm. It wasn't until 1973 <laughs> that people actually found out about Elizabeth Maggie and her creation. So, so again, we're talking about 40 years down the road beyond. Um, she, uh, obviously long since dead, no one knew <laughs> while she was alive that she created Monopoly, so that's a bummer. But um, there was a guy, there was an, another economics professor, snobby bunch that they are, that thought it'd be really funny and cute to make a game called anti-monopoly <laughs> economics professors known the world over as the most hilarious bunch there is uh, so he tried mm. to sell this game Parker Brothers predictably sued him big court case and in the prospect uh, in the process of researching this this trial um, the guy who is uh, selling anti-monopoly came across Elizabeth Maggie's original patent. Oh. And uh, suddenly uh, it was very clear that she created Monopoly. She patented it too? She patented it and everything. America and is such a bad country. The problem is there are just so many patents that there's really no way to yeah. keep track of all of them, right? This has become extremely depressing. Is it dark? But she finally got recognized. After she was long dead because yeah. some man dug up her patent that everyone ignored in the court case. But now I'll bet everyone leaves like her. little boots and terriers on her grave. <laughs> so that, that makes it so much better. Actual living terriers. Um, although the guy um, uh, won the case, in 1984, Parker mm-hmm. Brothers did get the exclusive rights to uh, Monopoly, the board game. Uh, before that, they basically ruled that 
Monopoly was like a broad term and no one could copyright it, but Parker Brothers did get the rights, except for Anti-Monopoly. The guy could still sell Anti-Monopoly. Really? So so good on him. He won, too. Um, (laughs) Everyone won except for Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, So that's a little bit about the origins of Monopoly, where it came from. Uh, Good work, Elizabeth. Um, I want to talk about the game itself. So, you know, obviously both of you are pretty familiar with it. Uh, as I mentioned, based on the streets of Atlantic City, um, Jersey, I guess, right? Have you never been to Atlantic City? You've never been forced to go there over the summer to see grandparents? I'm sure. Really? Your grandparents lived in Atlantic City? Oh, yeah. My grandpa, every summer, man. (laughs) Go to the boardwalk. It's the worst. Yeah. Get some Springsteen. Yeah. Um, I've never been there. I always kind of, I don't want to rule off an entire city, but I always kind of got the impression it was a little bit seedy, maybe. It's trash. It is bad. But I did watch Boardwalk Empire, so I feel like I'm fully versed in Atlantic City now. <laughs> Except you didn't know what state it was in. Is it New Jersey? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was... And you call everyone who lives there a nookie. <laughs> <laughs> nookie. Um, so there are 40 spaces in Monopoly, um, 20 of, 28 of which are properties, and then you have chance spaces, go to jail, luxury tax, all that stuff. Uh, as we know, buy property, all that stuff. So uh, as I was reading through the rules, uh, which it's been a little while since I've read through the rules of Monopoly, according to the rules, you cannot choose to go into bankruptcy. You can't be like, F this, no, uh, like, I'm done after three hours of playing. You can't, like, I hate all you guys and just storm out. According to the rules, you are forced, forced to continue playing until you fully liquidate your assets and go into horrible amounts of debt. You literally are not allowed to stop playing. Yes. Oh my god. It's very dark. This is a t- I'm like so disturbed. Like I came into this not liking Monopoly sure. just passively. Now I'm actively angry about Monopoly. But don't you feel like this is the perfect like for for Elizabeth's like purpose of creating the game initially? This is perfect because it really does highlight the awfulness of like pure unadulterated uh, capitalism no. like a little no, bit of capitalism no. fine oh. but but that doesn't no. happen because nobody cares about that they care about the stupid game we People just are like the oh. money yeah but that's only the one person that ends up winning everyone else is like oh i learned this lesson pretty well <laughs> monopolies are awful <laughs> i just learned that monopoly is awful but okay yeah um i did want to mention some of the uh changes to the board uh, one of which was the misspelling that I spoke about. Marvin Gardens uh, was originally spelled with an I in Marvin. It's actually an E in Marvin. So that was in that original Landlord's Game. And that wasn't changed until 1995, to give you an idea of how long that stuck around. Uh, they, that, also, that version also changed a couple of things, like Atlantic City's uh, Quaker Arctic Avenue was changed to Mediterranean. Wait, they, like, messed up that it was called? No, they didn't mess it up. I think it might have just been they didn't want to talk about Quakers. Oh. <laughs> but the Quakers also the Arctic. So nice. Arctic is cold. <laughs> Wasn't Nixon a Quaker? They want... I don't know. Was he? I think Nixon might have been a Quaker. <laughs> um, generally, I think they're considered to be nice. That's for a different episode. Was yeah. Nixon a Quaker? Uh, we're going to start diving into some other versions of Monopoly now. Obviously, there have been quite a number of them. Uh, I'm going to talk about the UK version of Monopoly, uh, which was uh, licensed from Parker Brothers in the 1930s by the most UK-sounding company name ever, Waddington's. <laughs> uh, I'm picturing uh, Jen, uh, Mr. Waddington wearing kind of like a Paddington Bear coat yeah, and like that yellow hat. Um, so they made a, ver- a UK version of the game. It still exists. 
uh, all the properties are UK streets based in London specifically. Um, and something I found really cool, uh, during World War II, uh, the game by that point had become very popular, and the British Secret Service actually reached out to Mr. Waddington himself to start making uh, Monopoly sets that included escape maps, money, a compass, a file, and these would be sent to POW relief charities. So essentially, oh, I guess, you know, Germans would get a bunch of like <laughs> board games for the POWs, something that I didn't know about history, and they would give them out just to like keep them occupied, but they'd have escape maps. And oh my God, that's rad. <laughs> Isn't that super cool? That's actually really awesome. Um, I don't know. They might have confused that with like Clue because that has all sorts of like various <laughs> devices. Like, like actual clues. <laughs> <laughs> what's the game with all the weapons in it? Let's send them that. Oh yeah, Monopoly. Why is this gun full size? <laughs> um, also during World War II, the dice in Monopoly, uh, well-known well dice, were replaced by a spinner because they were uh, rationing. So I guess dice uh, dice materials were very uh, hard to come by. The familiar dice shortage. I feel like dice is, uh, I don't know. I never liked the dice of Monopoly, mostly because there's so many pieces on the board and they were so fraught with like knocking all my hotels over mm -hmm. houses. Just doesn't, they should have had like a pop bubble or something. Yeah, also every game should just have one of those bubbles. Yeah, I completely agree. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the dice, Obviously, can be tricky. One of the hardest problems I had was money organization, and it's a—I guess it's a good lesson. But you're you're dealing with like a lot of paper and stuff, and I don't <laughs> like math, uh, specifically when I'm trying Kids to calculate like 10% of income tax and stuff like that. Uh, thankfully, there was the lazy math edition of Monopoly. The electronic banking edition. Oh. Where kids were handed credit cards. Oh, what? That's great. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. Did the credit cards have like limits? I mean, I think that it was more like a debit card where it literally okay. showed you the actual amount. What if it was just like, okay, all these kids have credit cards? That <laughs> game would never end. Everyone's just buying mansions. Yeah, that would, well, right, and going into horrible debt. <laughs> yeah. That would teach us another lesson. <laughs> Wait, wouldn't that be a better game? Because then you get punished because you have tremendous debt that you can't pay off. So then, like, later in the game, people who are winning early would have to lose later. Yeah, but... Yeah, that would be such a good game where everyone's like, this is awesome! Like, we have so many hotels and mansions! And then, like, one person is, like, the debt collector secretly. Sure. And he's like, actually... And he, like, throws up the board and he's like, all y'all are in debt. You have nothing. <laughs> I'm the IRS. <laughs> But the whole point of it is the people that have mansions and houses early on can eventually pay for their debt because they get a, an advantage early, right? It, it would work out. Russ. Yeah, because they have a credit line. Their credit line is so good. Um, there was also an ultra expensive version of the game. Uh, a gentleman named Sidney Mobel had a 1.3 million pound version of Monopoly with 18 karat set gold tokens. Wow. That's who. Where do you even put that? Yeah. Do you just have that on your coffee table? Is it under like glass? Yeah. <laughs> also, how do you explain like how much you spent on Monopoly? <laughs> like someone comes in, they're like, "Why?" And you're like, "I, I, I can explain. <laughs> you don't understand." <laughs> uh, Chris Pines, do you have any favorite uh, versions of Monopoly? I mean, the Star Wars one, right? Like, that's the big one. That's it, the one. That was the first time I feel like everybody was like, "Oh man, Monopoly!" But what if it was? Great. Like, 
I can have a whole galaxy. I can get Tatooine. I can get Dagobah. Okay. I can get. I feel like uh, I can name six sky planets. Place. So, a sky town. Best sky city. Bespin. Yes. Uh, Hoth. Sky. Those are they're right next to each other. And I'll bet the Death Star One, is probably like Park cities. Place or something. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that's pretty good. Death Star. Uh, I, I've got more. If, that, if that's what you're waiting for, no, I'm not. Wait, I'm not waiting for that. Mm. Um, the, the there was also a version called Monopoly Here and Now Edition. Uh, the idea was to modernize Monopoly because it felt like a little old-timey because mm. it was technically made in 1904. Um, so they ended up multiplying all the money values by 10,000 <laughs> so that every time you pass go, you got $2 million. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> uh, they replaced the railroads right. with airports and the utilities with service pro- providers like ISPs and cell phone providers. Wait, so what was like the highest dollar value that you, you could collect in that game? Uh, what do you mean? Like, okay, so every time you pass go, you got $2 million. Yeah, sure. So what does the money go up to? Is that the max? Uh, like they're giving I, out the, the bills? Are they giving out bills still? Yeah, it's still bills, but, I mean, effectively, it's the same <laughs> amount Like, what's as the before. biggest It's bill. the same bills, though. You're still getting $200 bills, but you have to count up to $2 million. <laughs> Right, they just needed to print bigger bills to, to fit all the zeros. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, presumably Park Place would be the big uh, money drain on that. It would be like $12 million to spend a night at Park Place, (laughs) (laughs) which is a bummer. Um, Okay, my favorite section. We're going to talk about the pieces. Yeah. Favorite piece, Allegra? I like the little dog. You like the dog. Mm -hmm. Chris Plant? Uh, the, the, the finger protector, a thimble. Oh my God. The finger finger protector. Okay. Well, I got some bad news coming up for you, Chris Plant, about the thimble. No, I know. I know. Oh, he's well aware. Okay. So, so the pieces started when it was originally created. Now I'm talking about originally in 1934, um, the pieces were, uh, a goblet, a bathtub, an elephant, (laughs) a lamp, a candlestick, a trolley car, a boot. So the boot is stuck around. A ship, a hat. You know, some of these have stuck around. The hat, certainly. Uh, the car. So the, those were the default ones. But by Wait, the, what? Those are pieces from other games. What do you mean? They're just like, oh, well, we have this from Battleship. No, uh, the ship. I guess that'll work. The ship we got this elephant it. piece from the elephant game. <laughs> we, we, got, we got this car from the car. Like, those are just random pieces no, from other board games. No, I think they show games. wealth. Like, if you have an elephant, you're clearly doing pretty good. If you have a bathtub. Yeah, yeah hell yeah. <laughs> if you have a boot. It's a clawfoot bathtub, so you know it's a super goblet. Um, But during World War II um, in the U.S., the pieces were replaced with various wooden pawns. Again, to save materials, but oh, like, okay. just mm-hmm. like weirdly carved pawns. But after the war, worry not, because pewter was introduced, um, and the, so so uh, they kind of nailed down um, some of the more final um, tokens that would eventually come to Monopoly. Uh, they added Chris Plant's favorite, the thimble, um, a plane, a horse, a cannon. So the cannon's been in for quite a while. A dog, your favorite, the terrier. Uh, a wheelbarrow and an iron press, like for, for pressing shirts. I never understood why that was there. <laughs> um, they got rid of the elephant, the goblet, the bathtub, candlestick, trolley car, and the boot disappeared uh, after World War II. Really? Wait. So, then it came. Wait. Oh, I sense something's about to oh, change. Oh, comeback story. Yeah. So, um, well, over time, there have been various pieces that have been retired. 
Um, currently, the retired pieces are, I'm sorry to say, Chris Plant, the thimble. Mm-hmm. Uh, wheelbarrow is retired. The boot is retired. Horse, the cannon is gone. There was a bag of money at one time that got retired. All the cool pieces. Uh, the iron press and the train Practical got, pieces. got retired. Do you guys know the current standard set of pieces? Some of these I had no idea. Okay, I know they just introduced a new one. Was it the cat? I know there's a cat now. There is a cat. That is one of them. Yes. Yes. What was the other new a one? Car. Yes, car, car. Well, car has been in. Yeah, everyone. The car is my favorite because you could drive from property uh, yeah. to property. Of course, they still oh have the dog. Gosh. Yes, dog is still in. God, I can't believe they don't have the boot. Yeah, the boot's long gone. I, uh, people don't want to be a boot. What do you know? That's messed up. Um, they they have the ship. The ship is still there. Okay. Uh, the hat is still there. They've added a penguin. Yes. I guess because the tuxedo. Sure. I just think no, because kids the penguin. like penguins. Yeah, the the villain or, penguin. Oh yeah, um, they added the Batman villain, the penguin, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Or I guess if you own a penguin in a city, you're probably doing pretty well. It seems like a <laughs> you're very doing something very abusive to animals. <laughs> is what you're doing. Uh, there's also a T Rex. I think that's the new one. That like, might be the super new, one. new one. Yeah. I guess to get kids involved, kids like dinosaurs, and a rubber duck is also in there. What? Yeah. Um, some of the other versions that we spoke about uh, have added various like thematic pieces. Obviously, Star Wars has like lightsabers and crap like that. Um, the electronic banking edition, which we talked about earlier, includes a Segway as one of the pieces. <laughs> <laughs> when we all thought Segways were going to change the world. Um, and, and speaking of Segways, <laughs> no, we're not up to a Segway. Uh, that would have been perfect. Oh damn! Yeah, I blew it. Uh, I did want to talk about the dot com edition set of pieces. Oh god. Um, Here's the problem. If you're going to make a themed Monopoly board, you should know that there's a lot of variety that you can toss in there. Now, granted, they clearly thought, hey, there's a lot of websites. We could probably put a bunch of websites as properties. Sure. But for pieces, when you're kind of scream, when you're trying to scream like dot com, you're kind of limited. So we have a computer, a computer with the Internet, just a computer <laughs> monitor, an email a mouse, the animal, not the actual mouse, a pixelated pointer hand, a Monopoly man on a computer, <laughs> a bug, a virus, and a surfboard. What? Why the surfing surf- the internet? For surfing the internet. So there's like four computers in there. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's fighting over which computer they get to be. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of competition. Um, terrible version of Monopoly. Would not yeah. recommend it. I'm sure it's worth a lot on eBay now. Um, let's talk about strategy real quick. If you could have any properties or any monopoly on the board, which monopoly would you want? Uh, oh, there's like, isn't there a boardwalk or something? There is a boardwalk in a park place. That's, that's the expensive monopoly at the end of the board. Yes. Yeah. You want that one? Yes. Big mistake. <laughs> right, Chris, Chris Plant, what do ha- you want? I have it for you. So... The, think of the board in 90-degree angles, right? Sure, it's a you square. Start, you start at the, at the, the start. Yeah. You take one 90-degree turn. You turn right, okay? Yeah. Then you, you go to the end of that. You turn right again. Yeah. You go all the way to the end of that row. You are essentially three-quarters of the way across the board. Okay. The one right before the corner. I want that one. Why? That's so weird. Because, so, it, like, it costs a lot, but not too much, but if you build hotels on it, you can get good returns. 
So like early in the game, you can turn it into a big hotel. Okay. Well, I, oh, I understand. So you've earned a little bit of money by that point, and then you try to like. Oh, okay. But the, yeah, sure. but you don't have to save like use all your money early. I so understand. you can still be buying houses. I mean, the real threat is just to buy everything your first time through. Interesting and wrong. <laughs> really? Uh, uh, according to this strategy, what you should be going for is the Orange Monopoly, um, consisting of St. James, Tennessee, and New York Avenue. Which mm. may be the thing that Chris Plant is talking about. I'm not entirely I think that's sure. What I said. Um, but the reason that wow. is the uh, the monopoly to go for is because uh, those uh, spots are actually the most landed on because of their proximity to the go to jail um, uh, p- uh, position and various community chess cards, which kind of send you to various spots along the map. Mm. So if you factor in rolling mm. odds plus uh, all those different spots people will land on those properties more than any other spot on the board. Also, can I be honest with you? <laughs> what? Christmas? That was that was not my spot. <laughs> I, I, I wanted the yellow spot. I, mean, I just want to be honest because... <laughs> Good, I'm glad. Yellow's close to orange. Which one's yellow? Who's who's on there? No, it's not, Allegra. You're trying to help me out here, and I appreciate <laughs> okay. that. But it, it goes brown, baby robin's egg blue, mm-hmm. uh, awkward purple... Orange, stop sign red, ugly yellow, and I wanted ugly yellow, like big bird yellow. Yeah, very very bright yellow. So you guys have played Monopoly. Do you remember like your longest game of Monopoly? I feel like probably two hours was the longest. Like I don't know that I've ever finished a game of Monopoly. Yeah. Like we were just like, we're done. Yeah, because invariably one person is so far in the lead that there's just no fun to be had. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you were all breaking the rules if you quit early because you're not allowed. <laughs> um, I have a quote here from Edward P. Parker of the Parker Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, My he, least favorite of the Parker Brothers. Yeah, he was, EP. A, he was a jerk. Uh, so this is a quote. We always felt that 45 minutes was about the right length of the game, but Monopoly could, could go on for hours. A real concern. Who can play that for 45 minutes like, i don't think it's possible it? um he, he he went on to say also uh, a game is supposed to have a definite end somewhere whereas monopoly you kept going around and around and around <laughs> which is true uh so much so that according to hasbro which currently owns parker brothers and monopoly um the very uh, the longest game of monopoly ever lasted for any guesses i'm gonna say a week Okay, Chris Plant? I'm going to say two and a half days. 70 days. 70! <laughs> and, oh. and, and not only that, that's 1,680 hours. So that's not 70 days and we like took a break to sleep. That's like over to- over 1,680 hours. God. Uh, some people played the same game of Monopoly. Okay, everything that E.P. Parker was saying like makes this sound like they know this game is messed up. Yeah, they knew full well that there was a problem with it. But at that yeah. point, it had been popular, <laughs> so there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Um, you ready? We're going to talk about McDonald's Monopoly. Yes, please. Uh, I have very fond memories of McDonald's Monopoly because I honestly believe that I had a chance to win Mm -hmm. because you would get two, you'd get like St. James in New York and you'd be really excited because you're going to complete the Monopoly and get like five grand. Um, it started in 1987. The odds of winning were so dramatically low but it was devious because people didn't know which piece was the rare piece. So they'd be like, oh, I'm super close to winning. And, and they would not. Um, so I did probably got one free cheeseburger, though. Did you That's guys ever cool. win anything? Uh, maybe like a coupon. 
But the main thing I, I won. Oh, plant. You asked. Go for no, it. go ahead. You, you, you. I want to hear what you want. Okay. The main thing I won was the opportunity to go to McDonald's multiple times a week because my mom yeah. was very into like lottery tickets. Oh, okay. She'd it's be a like, gambling okay. problem. <laughs> She'd be like, we can win something. <laughs> we would just like keep going, keep buying French fries, and I was like, this is great. I'm eating French fries every day. We would just hold on to the cartons, and we never won. Maybe we won a coupon once, but it was just awesome. I was like, yes, Monopoly back and I get to eat french fries all month. Did you keep the board uh, on the fridge? Like, uh, to keep track? I think my mom kept it in her room sure. privately. Framed. <laughs> <laughs> oh on her like altar. Uh, Chris Plant, did you ever win anything? No, of course not. No, of I course won, not. like chicken nuggets. I don't know. I, he, I Question. Question. Mm. Yeah. Is the reason you don't see Monopoly at McDonald's anymore, is it because none of us go to McDonald's anymore? <laughs> or is, is it because... Because of the internet, you can like look up whether or not you have a rare piece. Yeah, so, so the they game isn't as sure or tra- theoretically trade with other people and have like a oh. you know that way. Uh, so they've gone, they've had Monopoly off and on over the years. I think the last time they had it was 2016. Um, huh. So it does sort of exist, but they do take time off. There, they did dramatically change the game um, in 2000 because something happened do you guys know about this uh occurrence no was it because of y2k no in 2000 (laughs) it came to light that um 21 people had won the vast majority of the prizes over the course of five years of mcdonald's monopoly what turns out that the company that mcdonald's hired to organize the game had a head of security who was pretty ambitious and basically dug through and got the super rare pieces, including the million dollar piece that was like free parking. So there were a few pieces that were just, you just needed one and you were good to go. Um, So he dug through, got all the rare pieces and then would give it to friends and associates and they would turn them in and share the prize pool. And this went on (laughs) for five years. Um, In 2000, 21 people were arrested in the fraud some of them got off due, due to a technicality, but they were not all bad because he di- the guy uh, l- running the scam did actually mail one of the $1 million pieces to St. Jude's Children's Hospital of Memphis, Tennessee, and they turned it in, and McDonald's actually waived the rule that you had to be the person who bought it, um, which is in technically in the rules, but they waived that one for St. Jude's and did actually pay them out the full amount, but... For five years, Man. the McDonald's uh, Monopoly game was a total scam, and uh, your mom was leading you down a primrose, primrose path to doom. I'm just, like, thinking that this is a company, like, a really boring, basic office, yeah. and all these people are just <laughs> secretly millionaires. <laughs> Driving were, in, like, a, a Camaro They just like refuse to quit. Like, they could probably <laughs> retire. They refuse to quit because they can keep winning the money for years. Yeah, it's kind of amazing that it didn't really come to light. Like, you would think the IRS would notice that like, hey, everyone in this small town is like doing pretty well, luckwise. <laughs> but no, um, we're gonna wrap things up with a little bit of uh, movie history. In yeah. 2008, Ridley Scott, uh, known for Alien and Blade Blade Runner, and um, that one with angry <laughs> Russell Crowe. What's that one? He yells at people. Oh, Gladiator. Gladiator. Yes. Um, got the rights, and began working on a Monopoly movie. Ugh. What do you mean, ugh? Doesn't that what sound amazing? Is, no, 
what's a Monopoly movie? Well, you haven't heard the premise of the movie yet. Uh, the premise was that a lovable loser type obsessed with Monopoly suddenly finds his life transformed into the game in which he must ultimately defeat the evil Parker Brothers. Oh my god, not Mr. Moneybags, the no, Parker Brothers. the Parker Brothers were the evil. Mr. Moneybags is fake, Allegra. He's not a real guy. Parker Brothers are real. We've already heard from okay, one of them. Okay, but no one can go into Monopoly, so the premise is fiction. Is it? <laughs> is it? Uh, I'm I'm pretty bummed, to be honest, that the movie didn't happen. That actually that sounds, sounds amazing. Rad. Yeah. Um, and and uh, that's a little bit about the secret history of Monopoly. Did you guys learn anything? I learned that this is the darkest, saddest timeline that we live in, <laughs> in which this game continues to thrive, and I feel very bad for Elizabeth. Alas. No, but we're remembering her now on a podcast in, in the future. More than 100 years later, Elizabeth <laughs> is remembered for her great actions. Um, uh, yeah, she's not really taking Let's advantage of Let's make sure to it, play but... a Sarah McLachlan song on the yes, outro. I'll try to get the rights. Uh, Chris Plant, uh, any closing thoughts on Monopoly? Yeah, I mean, it's a game, right? <laughs> like, if if you're real bored at your grandma's house and there's nothing else to do, and there's like and four other people there, talk somehow. To your uncle. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's when Monopoly comes up. It yeah. is a tool. Yeah, it's not a game. It's a tool to not have to talk with your family. <laughs> Amen. Well, uh, thank you both, and thank you at home uh, for listening to the history of fun a podcast where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do.